Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about having fun with bonuses with the help of special guest Robert Kreiner of Kreiner Remodeling in Newport News, Virginia. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, I'm Tim Fowler and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. Probably 30 years ago, I started talking about production systems at conferences, and the big topic was bonuses. And everybody wanted to know, how do you pay bonuses, and how do you motivate people, and things like that. And so I've been talking about this for a long time. So I thought it'd be fun to do a podcast on it, and my thought immediately was to go to Robert Kreiner and get him on uh, because of some of the cool things that he's done with his company. So the question of, do they work? How should they be structured? What are they based on? All those kinds of things are really important. But I think there's a deeper importance to what we're going to be talking about today. And hopefully you get that uh, from the podcast. Some of this reminds me a little bit of a bluegrass song called The Mighty Matterhorn. And I'm not going to sing for you, although I was tempted. But one of the lines in there is, many have tried and many have failed to climb the mighty Matterhorn. And that's the way I feel about bonuses and incentives and things like that. People have just given up in many cases. So in my mind, there's a big difference between a bonus and an incentive. Uh, I think bonuses are basically something that a business owner shares with the company because he or she wants to. In other words, We had a good year. We've got some money that I want to share. Therefore, I'll share that with you. Incentives are designed to change behavior and to keep people on the team. And I think that that's a much, much bigger topic. And I think we'll get to that as we move forward. So several years ago, like I said, I attend a lot of conferences and I heard Robert Kreiner talk about what I'm going to call the big deal. And so that's one of the reasons why I I wanted to have him on the show today was to have him talk about that a little bit. And then we'll uh, go down the road of the difference between incentives and bonuses and things like that. Tim, this is such a a great topic. I'm so glad to have Robert on today. And it really, when we look at it, the root of it all is motivation. And whether you're, again, new in the business or accelerated in your business, it's a matter of how can I get my team excited? How can I get them involved if they're not uh, you know entirely self-motivated themselves what's going to keep them you know interested in staying on pace on schedule on budget everything so this is this is a fantastic topic and i think it's important that we look at the differences between bonuses that are you know more backward looking and incentives that are forward looking based on achievement that sounds good to me let's get started Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that registration is now open for the second annual production conference. Last year was a huge success selling out a month before the date. This year we're doing it again and it's being held Thursday, September 27th in New Orleans. It's a full day of information sessions, breakouts, and networking with other remodeling production professionals. Oh, and best of all, you get to hang out with Tim. 
If you're interested, go to www.productioncon.com for more information, or you can get the link from the show notes. Let's get back to the show. So I'm very excited to welcome Robert Kreiner, president of Kreiner Remodeling. He founded the company in 1977, and over the years, the company has grown to a successful and profitable business. This year will mark the company's 41st anniversary. Robert began working for a remodeling contractor in the summer of 1972. He then started his own one-man operation. Today, the company has a team of 13 professionals in the industry. Robert is constantly involved in the remodeling industry and in the community and has given back in numerous ways, both locally and nationally. Welcome to the show, Robert. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. The, um, you, you've posed a lot of interesting topics. <laughs> the, um, but I will tell you, all of this revolves around building a, a great team of individuals you want to work with and be successful with. And the goal here is to find a way to keep them. And, you know, Tim, you use the word incentives and, and bonuses, and some people use those interchangeably. But the, um, I, th- I think the one story you're referring to that I, I told years ago was a, uh, a bonus I gave. And what I did is I found myself at the end of the year, and we had about $30,000 in profit for our company. And I wanted to share it with the people. And I, I believe you keep good people by sharing the wealth and the bounty of the company. But at the same time, we were trying to decide whether we should invest this in parts of the business. So what I did is I, I grabbed a, um, the whole team, whole company, had a sit them around the table and went around the room one by one and, you know, I went to him and said, you know, Terry, you've been complaining about your truck and we got some money here and maybe we should buy a new truck. And, you know, from people's concerns about the quality of the tools we had and things we could have upgraded to whether we should go do a, a company dinner and just went around the room with suggestions as to how to spend it and how to reinvest it in the company. Cause we had 30,000 extra dollars. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, when I went around the whole room, I parted with this. I said, listen, I want you guys to make the decision of what to do with the money. All I ask is I'm going to leave the room that you all agree on the decision and you write down how you want to spend it. And I gave them all the suggestions and I left the room and I closed the door and there was a lot of laughter and jumping up and down. And this was years <laughs> ago when $30,000 in a small group was a lot of money. Sure. And the, um, and I went back in the room. It took him about 30 minutes to decide. And I, you know, I asked him, I said, are you ready? You know, do you, do you have it in writing? And what they did was they did not put any money towards the truck. They didn't put any money towards the company. They kept every penny for themselves. And they've had a list of the people in the company, and they all divided it equally. Now, first off, I went to see whether my name was on the list. And thankfully it was. <laughs> but, the, uh, but after I, I got through my name, uh, it worked well. Everyone was happy and, you know, actually elated. And that... You know, Euphoria stayed with the company for about two and a half to three months. We were the envy of every other company around because the first thing they did was they went and told everybody the story. You know, right. We had the extra money. We got to make the decision. We got to keep it, and everything was great. That's where it started. That's not where it ended. So that, one of the things that, that uh, I remember about the story, didn't you actually put cash down in front of them? 
Was that well, was we, that part of this situation? That was that's part of many of them. And here's and here's the issue with that. And actually, you're, you are correct. And that was one of the better parts of the story. Was I went to the bank and I got a a large body of money. And by the way, if you go to the bank and ask for thirty thousand in cash, there are forms to fill out. <laughs> they 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 just right. don't want you to have the cash. And I did. I put it in a box and I just I dumped it on the table. Oh wow! For, for to make the impression. Yeah. And uh, I I'd done that before, or not before, but I've done it after, and I've changed the way we've done that, and for many reasons. But what I found was that impression stayed strong in everybody's mind for about three months. Wow. And after okay. that, it, it kind of it kind of died down a little bit. So it sounds and, a little bit. It sounds a little bit like. There are two motivators at fat at here. One is the fact that I'm going to get a little extra money, and two, uh, the boss is letting me decide something. Is that? Do you think that's one of those things that really uh, makes the dynamic work? Well, the dynamic. Uh, there are several things that did work about it, and you put your uh, finger on the right point, and that is that it, we let them become part of the company, and they have more buy-in when they start making decisions for it. When you start being open and letting them know whether you're making money or losing money. So we, you know, currently we do a lot of things a little different than this because I've learned throughout the years. The, um, and one of which is to have a, an open enough company that no one is surprised by where you are with the money in the bank. Um, and to continue to surround yourself with people willing to invest the time and energy to make your company successful. Who are concerned with not just making the dollar, but in building the company. Right. The, um, and we've changed this over the years. Yeah, I did that several times, and the same thing kept happening is I'd, I'd go down to the bank, I'd fill out the forms, I'd dump <laughs> the pile of money in front of them, and they would divvy it all up equally. Well, that wasn't always the right choice because people weren't always participating with the company in the same fashion. Okay. So the gentleman who'd been there for 10 years was getting the same amount as the guy who was there for three months. You know, so okay. that wasn't right. So was that a so, was that a demotivator a little bit for some of the long term people? Well, after a while, it um, we found ways to compensate for that, and okay. what we've evolved to now is a bonus program. Okay. Whereas, what we do now is at the end of every job after the company after the customer's been surveyed, and after we've closed the job out, I read the survey. And if it's a good survey, and there are matrix for that, but if the customer's happy, and if we made money, uh, any money that the cust- any money that the lead brought it in under the budget, they get half of that money in bonus. Okay, and that goes into a bonus pool. And the same applies in the negative. If they if they brought the job in over budget, we take that um, overage and cut it in half, and we take that away from the bonus pool. So and is the bon- is the bonus pool per lead carpenter or per employee? So they are giving so, and taking out of their own pool, or is it still a corporate pool? It, 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 it's a it's a bucket that okay. all the leads contribute to, and okay. I have formed a little leadership team within the company, and we decide how that bucket is divvied up every quarter. And um, generally, it's been you know, fairly equal amongst all the leads. But sometimes the helpers only get a half a share or new okay. people would only get a half a share. But okay. in general, it's, you know, it, it's a, you know, it's an extra, I think the last time we checked, it's an extra like $3 an hour for everybody for the year. 
Wow. And it, it it's a meaningful sum. And that's, yeah. that's what they got to realize. But it's there because they've earned it. Yeah. Is so that, that about, works out great. Is that about 10% of salary or so? I'm not, I'm not asking you to reveal all your wage structure and everything, but is it up in the 7 or 8% or so? Um, I would have to double check that, but okay. uh, it, it doesn't seem too far out of line. Right. But, you know, there's other that's the bonus we have other incentives sure, sure. that um you know to make sure we have good people and keep good people because in their in their regular package is you know medical retirement life insurance right um we supply the vans and you know it's they're they're pretty well taken care of yeah but you know as, as you go to keeping good people and what do you do for fun the um we've also put some incentives out there in years past for for example, we took the entire company to Mexico for a week. No way. For fun. Yeah, no, way. What, no way. Fun. That's incredible. <laughs> like airplane, but airplane ride and all that stuff? or the, the whole nine yards, soup to nuts in an all-inclusive resort. And the reason we – what we did is we set a goal before the year. It said, listen, if, if in the next – I don't know whether it was a six-month or, or nine-month lead-out, if we can get to this point – I'll take you all to Mexico. So for, you know, that six to nine months, we're talking about a trip to Mexico and getting closer and closer to it. And sure enough, we hit our goals. And um, there's some wonderful pictures, by the way. Some I can show you, some I can't. (laughs) um, Some stories I can say on on the air, some I can't. But um, But the trip was extraordinary in a couple reasons. One, Again, our company was the envy of all the other local companies. Yes, indeed. And two, what a team-building exercise to go yeah. out, you know, into another country, experience another culture, you know, rely on each other, you know, find out what little Spanish we truly knew, <laughs> and um, and stumble through that. And so, uh, so did they get to set this goal? Were they? Was the leadership team involved in setting the goal that would get everybody to Mexico? At, at the time, I didn't have the leadership team. Okay. The leadership team is, is a recent thing we put together. And okay. again, that, that has more to do with my age and my understanding that one day, many years from now, I would like to work less. <laughs> and, um, and, and I've learned that in order for me to do that, I need to have other people do part of the things I do now yeah. and uh, start taking ownership. So, so this is fantastic. So I just want like, what else do you do? What what other things do you do? I think the I think the medical and the retirement and that kind of stuff is kind of what everybody does uh, to some degree. I know the uh, the economy and everything will dictate some of that. But what are some other things that you do that creates this culture where people want to work for you and not go someplace else? Well, one I think you. You have to have a genuine, true appreciation for the people that work for you. Not not just that it's a carpenter working for you, right. but that it's Tony and he's been with me. I mean, I'll use Tony as an example. Uh, he celebrated his 18th year anniversary with us this morning. Wow. And um, great guy, great craftsman. But, you know, we know him socially as well. I mean, we don't go out and hang out, at, at you know, for dinner, but... Uh, we did, for example, um, two weeks ago, have a company event where we just rented a small bowling alley and took it over and just had a social for a couple hours with the families of the people that work for me. Because, you know, it, it's more than just 
that one individual. And we have a family culture here where we never work nights and weekends because that's right. when I was raising my family, that's what I wanted to establish. Right. And now that other people are raising theirs, the, um, it's funny because we mentioned families. I have a new um, a gentleman. Uh, I have both his um, uh, son and uh, his father-in-law and his son work here. Wow. But the, um, but the, the one became a grandfather and the other became a great, great grandfather. Oh, wow. So, um, we're, we're giving him a hard time, but, uh, <laughs> again, we, we are a firm believer in, uh, allowing people the time and energy to have a life outside of our business right. and have a family and, and enjoy it. And, you know, you have to have an appreciation for that first, and then you make sure they're financially taken care of. And you create an environment to where it's fun to work. Okay. And you have to have a, an ability for these people that work for you to be able to climb the ladder in some fashion. There has to be some place for them to grow to. You know, it, I used to um, use my uh, position of, you know, hiring a helper as just to hire somebody to, you know, tote things around and just help right. out. And I've, I've blown that out of the water and said, never again will I do that. Okay. That is the spot for my next lead carpenter to start. So that spot is always held for somebody that I think can be groomed in you know, in five or ten. I don't care how long it's going to take, but can eventually become a lead carpenter of mine. Otherwise, I'm wasting the opportunity to train them. Right. You know, I don't want I don't want to train somebody just for the summer to go back into another <laughs> industry. Right. Right. And um, and that's proven well for us. Uh, we have a young man who, um, ironically, has been here just a year, but uh, we picked him up young out of a uh, local trade school. And uh, he's doing great. Great. And um, because we use that spot as a proving ground in the training. Again, giving them an opportunity and to grow in the company and find some success. You know, and it, it's proven well. So, Robert, this is all fantastic stuff. And you mentioned the $30,000 and the trip to Mexico. And, and that, that to me sounds more along the bonus line. And that's an appreciation and really celebrates the culture of the company. But there's also the... Um, kind of the measurement of uh, the lead carpenters and, and bringing things on on or on, over or under budget. Uh, did that happen organically as well? And did, do you differentiate kind of the verbiage around uh, those payment schedules to to the both employees and then to the leads? I'm, I'm assuming you're being polite and using the word organically as opposed to <laughs> I screwed up so many times I finally got it right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right, Rob. <laughs> But that's, but I, but uh, we tried many things and some worked better than others. And you know we've kind of settled on this after a good number of years. And it's in you know it's a set formula that works out. And I, one of the other things I found out with um, trying to bonus the lead carpenters was the office staff sometimes gets left out of that. So just as an aside, for some of the key people that work in the office, we actually gave them a percentage of the gross profit. You know, so every month, you know, a half a percent of the gross profit is added to them. So as the business grows, their bonus grows as well. Yeah, I try to make a, sure everyone's taken care of. That's such a critical thing because there's often this divide between the office and the field. And somehow we have to figure out how to connect those two into something that makes a difference to them. So that's a, a, a great way to do that. Yeah. Well, again, we want everybody to be rewarded and everybody to be incentivized. And, you know, I want everybody to be able to be successful. 
Did that help answer your question? Absolutely. Let's talk about this thing climbing the ladder, because this is one of the things that I'm hearing more and more in the industry. Uh, one of the companies that's in our um, roundtable for production managers, uh, they actually created a process, a system. You learn this, 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 and this. Is yours that structured or is yours just, hey, there's somewhere for you to go uh, as you move up and that's some incentive in itself? Well, it's, I like the way you laid that out. The, um, we don't have it that structured. However, what I found, and I found this out probably 20 years ago. Uh, at the time, I had a key employee who had been with me for a long time. And I began to realize if I'm going to keep this man, I need to pay him more. And if I want to pay him more, I need to create a spot for him where he can make more. And in order for me to do that, I was forced to grow my company larger because only then could I, could I move people up. And the same applies today. You know, you start out as a two or three man company, or in my case, start out as a one man show and grew it to the level it is today to create spots for people to move up. And um, so you can't, you can't stay stagnant and keep the same people. It just doesn't yeah. work. So let me let me go back to the bonus based on bringing the job in on budget and so forth like that. Do you feel like that's a motivator for your lead carpenters? Are they watching the dollars and cents? And if the answer is yes, how did you get them there? Because I get companies all the time asking me, you know, how do I get my people to care about the budget? Because uh, you know, typically they're more concerned with just building. So do you feel like that's a motivator for them that there's going to be this pool of money if we hit the numbers? I, th I think a motivator is a small part of it, okay. but it is a part of it. I think another part of it is because I have one um, uh, lead carpenter that is very crucial about not having people on his job anymore. I mean, it used to be if you needed a place for somebody, you send them on so-and-so's job, he's got work for you. Well, if he wasn't going to use you as productively as he wanted to, he sent you home. <laughs> you weren't going to screw up his budget. Right. Because now he's watching the budget. And he knows when people, you know, when one job runs into a snag and you put them on another job, um, that it's, you know, it's spending money off of his budget. Right. And if you're not as productive as you could be or should be, uh, he's not going to have you around. And uh, so that aspect has changed a little bit. The... Um, and some people, you know, are looking at this budget and comparing it critically, you know, every week or more often, okay. uh, not so much for us. You know, it's, I want them to spend whatever time is necessary to get the job done right. But at the end of the day, it would be nice if it came in under budget. Okay. And what, what I've looked for in doing part of this process is, is there a pattern? Is one carpenter better at doing kitchens or is consistently comes in under budget? for kitchens or baths, or is there something they're particularly good at? Or conversely, is there one lead carpenter who consistently doesn't make us money? Because years ago I had that happen. And he was a great craftsman. He was a great guy. There was not a fault you could find with the man, except he was slow. <laughs> that was it. I yeah. mean, he just had a, a slow speed to him. And every job he did came in, you know, losing a little bit of money. But he was so great. Customers loved him. Good quality work. Got referrals off of him. But um, we had to let him go because he wasn't making the company money. And um, that was a very hard lesson on both of us. Yes, that that is very, very difficult. And what I've tried to impress people with is that 
almost everybody, and I say almost, I don't know of a situation where people, they land on their feet. And so you're not ruining somebody's life by letting them go and because they can't work within your system. I'm sure that individual can work somewhere where slow and steady is the best thing for that company. And, uh, and so, you know, identifying those things well, he, and making those moves are important. Yeah. He did land on his feet and he did just fine. But yeah. um, and I, I, as I say, I'd, I'd like you to be successful elsewhere. <laughs> so as we start wrapping it up, Robert, maybe give us your uh, nutshell definition of the difference between a bonus and an incentive. What do you, how do you see them if you see them differently? And, and maybe some of the illustrations you've given kind of put them into one of those classifications. Well, I view an incentive as kind of the carrot you hang out in front of somebody in the hopes that they're going to do something. Okay. I, I feel a bonus is the, is, is what you give them when they actually do it. You know, the, um, yeah. you know, the bonuses for the action that's, that's achieved and incentive is just trying to get them in that direction. So it sounds, if, if I can just capsulate, it sounds like the uh, Mexico trip, which I'm just going to fixate on for several days, I think, <laughs> but the Mexico trip uh, was both. I mean, you, you laid the goal out there, something that was worthwhile, something that everybody would think was a benefit, not just you know, here's 10 bucks. But then as they hit it, then you came through and, and paid it out. So it almost sounds like there can be a connection between that incentive and then there's the bonus. Whereas the job by job things seem to be more about just, hey, we did it. Here's the bonus, as opposed to I want you to change your behavior by watching the numbers all the time. Does that yeah, sound about the, right? Um, yeah. It, it does sound right, but a, a quick uh, in, in closing, the problem with the bonus system we currently have is it's expected every quarter, and they're okay. they're kind of counting on it. And you know, when I used to give you know a surprise, a big box of money, that was an impression, and it got everybody excited. Yeah. Now they're oh, it's the end of the quarter. Uh, what's the bonus now? <laughs> it, it's expected like a Christmas present, and it shouldn't be. So I guess maybe. All systems have a flaw somewhere. And, and I think maybe the message is do a lot of different things and uh, share money with people, share some of the responsibility for making decisions with people. And I think one of the things that I, I hear more and more is have a lot of fun because people like working for a company where they can have some fun. Does that sound about right? If they're not smiling, you're not doing your job right. <laughs> what a great thing. Thank you so much, Robert. Robert, honestly, right. I don't be surprised if you see uh, Tim's resume come in the mail <laughs> based on that Mexico trip. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you some pictures. You'll, you'll take wonderful. care now. All right. Sounds Thanks wonderful. so much. Thank we'll you. hope to have you in, uh, back on the show in the future. Take care. Take care now. Bye. Tim, this is a, that's another fantastic show. This is a subject I have heard come up uh, so many times. People looking to find ways to increase the culture in their company, the uh, employee satisfaction, the you know, and and also um, getting higher performance in their business. So this has been fantastic to talk with Robert. Yeah, you probably heard it in my voice. There's a lot of cool things that they're doing. Um, I think 
my little synopsis there at the end is try a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. There's flaws in every system. I think what I heard him say was if I brought a box of money in every time and dumped it in front of people, it would lose the glow. And then he shared a little bit about the system he has now and how it's kind of expected. And if they don't hit, it's, it's a big disappointment to people. And so there's a flaw in every fixed system. And so you really want to work to, doing something that's dynamic within that process. Yeah. And with all of the things we've been talking about, I think there's small byproducts or small symptoms that come from the, the things that they're putting in their, into their business. So with this bonus system, with this incentive system, with the leads, it is, they have now started to look at the budget. So maybe that's, you know, because yeah. you put one thing into the business now, it's a it's a higher focus on looking at the numbers and, you know, having a better awareness of where you stand on the project. I also thought that the employees being able to decide what to do with the money is huge because it really isn't money that motivates a lot of people. It is that autonomy and that. Decision yeah, that's, that's a big thing. I wrote that down on my little pad here. You know, the ability to be part of that decision making process um, just. I've heard from other people that part of their process, and that's why I asked Robert about, did they get to decide, you know, what the trip was going to be? But I've heard from so many people that if you let them pick the goal, that quite often it's not about the money. It's about just them picking the goal and having some fun uh, with that. One of the things that I just want to reemphasize that he said, and again, it made a slip by, is that no one is surprised when they hear about the dollar amounts in the company or the financial success of the company. In other words, people aren't discouraged by the fact that maybe they didn't make quite as much because it all just got dumped on them or they're not surprised that there's a profit. And so that is a, one of the key things for me. And you'll hear it over and over and over again in my seminars and in the podcast. But that I think was a, was a big thing. And no, I'm not going to apply for a job <laughs> at primary construction. I like the job I have now. But I sure would like to go to Mexico if sure. anybody wants to take me. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I forgot to ask Robert this, but, you know, in your opinion, if you if someone is listening and they do want to put this in, where's the best place to start? Is it is it with the with, with the production side? You know, wh where do you think the starting point is? Well, I think one of the things is don't make it overcomplicated. I think people have tried to make systems really complicated. And so, like Robert said, there's the budget. And then there's the customer service survey, mm -hmm. and that's it. That's the dollar amount. Um, I do think getting a leadership team together is a great idea. Yeah. And let them help you put something together that everybody will appreciate. Because one of the worst things you can do is spend three or four months thinking about this, talking to all the business owners, you know, yeah. and then lay it out for everybody. And everybody goes, eh, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, no good, yeah. but get some people from the company to help you with it. Start, start simple. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it's funny. I keep coming back to the Mexico thing, but yeah. there may be a big bang in there somewhere that you can, you yeah. know, plan for four or five years out. Yeah. I have heard a few companies do that, and it has great success. Well, once again, we want to thank Robert Kreiner for joining us today. And thank you for listening to The Tim Fowler Show. And remember... We're helping the bottom line through production training. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast-track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. 
And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.